Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the show where we dive deep into the beautiful world of weddings. I'm Laura, the founder of Wonderlust Creative, an international wedding planning and styling company servicing a global collective of loved up couples. And I'm Andy, the founder of The Bridal Journey, a source of inspiration for brides and Revealed, a wedding marketplace where brides can buy and sell pre-loved wedding items. In each episode of the You and Me podcast, we sit down with a real bride who openly shares their unique wedding planning journey. From the excitement of the proposal to the magical moments of her wedding day, we delve deep into the emotions, the challenges and the triumphs of planning a wedding. Join us as we celebrate love, offer practical advice and share the experiences of brides just like you. Prepare for heartfelt conversations and inspiring stories on the You and Me podcast. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today on the pod, we have Amy Hembrow, um, co-owner of Skins, co-founder of Tammy Fit, um, mum of a beautiful one and a half year old Aurora and just recently married. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's get straight into it because your wedding day looked absolutely beautiful and we've seen quite a few of your images floating around online. So we've actually had you requested quite a few times to interview. So I'm super excited to interview you. Tell me, we've given you a little intro, but tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm a mum, a business owner, trying to juggle everything. Um, yeah, I run a fitness app with my sister, Tammy, and I run a beauty clinic with my sister, Emily. So I work with family <laughs> and yeah, I just recently got married. Amazing. So you are busy. You are busy. How did you fit a wedding amongst all your busyness? Oh my gosh. Well, I actually had more time than I had planned to plan my wedding because we postponed due to COVID. Okay. So I ended up with an extra year and everything was pretty much already planned for the first day. So I kind of had way more time than I originally thought. So it wasn't as hard as I thought. Wasn't as hard as you thought. So tell, tell, Tell us a little bit about how, you know, you met your partner and and what was the process there? Oh, well, we met forever ago. We've been together for like 10 years and um, we met at a house party and we didn't really hit it off right away. We actually ended up starting dating probably three years after we met. We were both in different states at different times and then we would meet up with each other and, um, yeah, we actually did long distance the first six months that we were together. Wow. How did you, how was that? Because the first six months is kind of like the honeymoon period, right? But for you guys being long distance, it's a, that would have been a, a tough one. It was actually perfect for me because I was studying at the time and I've always been super independent. So um, I would always get the ick really quickly in a relationship <laughs> because I'd be <laughs> They want to spend too much time with me <laughs> so um it actually allowed us to kind of ease into things and we would skype and talk on the phone a lot and it allowed me to kind of grow feelings without getting I guess the ick <laughs> yes okay yes so probably suited you really well suited your personality really well yeah 
Absolutely. And so you've been together for a while. You did the long distance. And, you know, I, th- I think that's knowing people before you get back together with them kind of takes out that whole learning who they are that can take years through a relationship sometimes. So you kind of knew him inside out. Did you know that he was going to propose? No, I didn't. So total shock. I was so surprised. Wow. That's good though. Yeah, it was really good, except I was just in the worst mood on the day. So why is that a common thing? Every There are so many brides and grooms that we talk to that are like, we had a huge fight before he proposed or, you know, we were just having a really shitty day. Oh, I don't know. Seems to be a thing. I believe it because my sister Tammy just got engaged and she was in the worst mood that morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a sixth sense. Maybe we just know something's coming, change is coming. You know, there's a big thing coming that we're preparing ourselves mentally for it. We've manifested it, but still sitting here going, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So he was able to surprise you. Yeah. And how, how did he do it? We were um, in Japan with a group of our friends. Little did I know that this whole trip was so he could propose. (laughs) I thought it was, yeah, we love Japan. We've been a couple of times. It's one of our favorite places. And he knows that I've always wanted to go out in these like swan boats at this um, national park. And um, he took us out in these swan boats, but we actually went to go on one day and it was raining. So it was closed and the park is actually quite far out of the city. And he kept being like, oh, I want to go back. He really wanted to do this. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it that much. Like I'm fine. I don't want to go back out. And then all my friends were like, no, we really want to do it. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go. And um, we paddled out in these swan boats and he was like, let's go over here. We kind of went away from everyone. And he was like, I want to take a photo of you looking out over the water. I was like, you don't want me looking at the camera? He's like, no, no, no. I want you looking out over the water. I was like, okay. So I'm looking out. And when I turned back, he actually had the ring out. Oh, wow. Okay. And did you feel, did you feel like he was pushing the issue was it weird did you feel like it was weirdly pushing the issue to be on this boat or you were kind of just I did I was like why does everyone but but all my friends were doing it too so they were like we really want to do it and then um after he, he proposed I was like so shocked when I turned around I started like crying and then all my friends were in their little swan boats around us cheering <laughs> like oh my gosh oh and so they were all they were all privy to this knowledge he'd told them earlier yeah he told all my friends that were on the trip oh my gosh and none of them how far into the trip were you none of them tripped up after a few wines and said anything no, and it was like day four of the trip because he went to do it on like day two, but um, the swan boat place was closed. So we went back on like day four. Oh my gosh. Well, kudos to every single person that was there that did not slip up the biggest secret. I know. That's amazing. That's so good. And so, okay, you know what? Sometimes overseas proposals are really hard to top for a wedding. Um, so that sounds amazing, but you mentioned just before that, you know, you had to postpone because of COVID. How was your planning journey? Where did you, did you initially want to get married overseas or were you always hoping to get married in Australia? 
Well, originally I didn't even want to have a wedding. I was like, let's go to the courthouse. Let's just get married. And Rory, my now husband was like, no, we need to have a wedding. We need to celebrate. When I told my sisters that I didn't want to have a wedding, they were like, no, you're having a wedding. So my sister, Emily actually took me out to the wedding venue that I had my wedding at the Bower Estate. She's like, I just want you to see this place. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. I just got like butterfly feelings and was like, okay, I'm having a wedding. <laughs> this is the place. Yes. I, th- I think you've got to see it though, right? Like you've got to go there and be enchanted by the space and imagine yourself there. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty special feeling. Yeah. And you've, um, so, okay. So was your venue, even though you postponed the date per se because of COVID, did you have to change venues or were you always booked in at the Bower Estate? Always booked in at the Bower Estate. They were absolutely amazing. They fully understand the hardships of the COVID climate. So they helped me find a new date, coordinated with all my suppliers. It was amazing. Like it was great. I didn't really have to do anything. What a weight off your shoulders though, because I think that's what a lot of couples feel at the moment is that postponing is one thing, but then the pressure of trying to align all your vendors and not lose deposits and not have to change your vision because somebody's not available anymore. That's a really hard thing. So they were able to do all that for you. Yeah. They um, found my suppliers originally. They have a great list of suppliers that they trust because they do throw a lot of weddings. So I just kind of like went through their lists and like spoke to different people, found ones that I liked and that could like help achieve my vision. And then they just coordinated with the venue the whole time. They basically coordinated the wedding as well. Amazing. Amazing. So that kind of freed you up. That means that you didn't have to, you know, employ a planner. You didn't have to chase suppliers. You know, you were, you knew that the suppliers that were coming to your venue were, knew the space, knew what they needed to do, knew how it ran. So it kind of took a lot of that, ah, that back end and admin and not the most fun part of the wedding off your plate. Yeah. And that's why I originally didn't want to have a wedding because I was like, I've heard it can be stressful. I don't want to like you know, go through that stress and they just made it so easy that I was like, oh, why didn't I want to have a wedding? (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. Do you know what? Because that isn't, there are some amazing venues out there. Um, but you know, to have a venue that's got somebody that switched on as a coordinator that can help you, that's actually quite rare. So the Bower Estate, get on it to everybody. It sounds like, it sounds like it was such a smooth process for you. Which, you know what, this is the thing with planning a wedding too. You want it to be fun and you want to enjoy it. And, you know, you don't want to look back and be like, I'm so glad it's over. Yeah. You don't want to do that. So, okay, so you've obviously got, you know, a a wonderful list of suppliers that they were able to hand to you and that you you could custom pick for yourself. The venue itself is amazing, but how did you, how did you go about picking your inspiration and your look and feel for your wedding day? I really just went off how I wanted it to feel. I wanted it to feel romantic. Um, Rory and I are very laid back. We're um, not over the top. So I wanted it to be really stripped back. Um, 
not much of a flower person. So I didn't want any over the top flowers, but I really wanted to focus more on like the greenery. It's such a beautiful location. So I wanted to use a lot of the natural greenery that was around. Um, For example, like my little bright, um, my little flower girls, they actually dropped olive leaves instead of like petals and just stuff like that. I just didn't want it to be too over the top. So I explained that to my wedding stylist who was working with my, um, with the venue and yeah, she just put a couple of proposals together for me. And then I just like picked from those. So easy. And you know what? Less is more. And I think that sometimes if that's your personality, you guests are going to want to walk into your wedding going, oh gosh, this is so them. They're not going to walk in. You don't want them to walk into a wedding saying, wow, this is amazing, but not who they are or not what we would have initially imagined. So I think you've got to be true to yourself all the way through the process, including your design. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest thing for me because my sis, I have like very opinionated sisters and we are all so different. Like my sister, Emily is so over the top, loves bling, loves everything to be extravagant. So every decision I was making, she was kind of questioning it. And I was like, no, I want it to be, it's my day. So I want to feel like everything is the way that I want it so that I know that I'm truly happy on the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's a key message too. You've got to do it for you guys, not for everybody else. I think, you know, when it's your turn to get married, you spend so much time worrying about everybody else and making sure that they are having an amazing day and making sure that they're comfortable. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is your day. You've got to make sure you guys are super happy with every element. Yeah. Did you find anything challenging within the planning process? You know, it sounds like it was pretty, having a venue coordinator like that is made it pretty smooth, but was there anything in their venue, vendor choice or anything that you found hard? Um, yes. With COVID, the um, guest list kept changing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> The nightmare. <laughs> so originally my wedding, it was still quite intimate. It was 60 people, but it ended up being 26. <laughs> wow. And was that a COVID thing? Yeah. Um, yes. Rory okay. and I, a lot of our friends are in Sydney and Melbourne. We actually okay. lived in Melbourne for a lot of our, um, we lived, I lived in Melbourne for a period, but then we both lived in Sydney for a lot of our relationship. Okay. So Um, yeah, there were a lot of close friends that we would have liked there that actually couldn't come. Bloody borders, seriously. What a bummer. Yeah. A lot of um, going back to the caterers and everyone being like, okay, let's cut the numbers in half. Oh, yep, absolutely. Do you know what though? When you see them and when you can celebrate with them, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it will. And so did you, did you go into obviously the ever fluctuating guest number is going to mean all your budgeting I suppose predictions can kind of go out the window because you're going from top line budget to oh my gosh we've saved all this money because nobody can come what do we do with it how did you manage your budget did you go into the process with one yeah I did go into the process with a budget and then when the guest list um got cut down yeah it actually made things a lot cheaper so we didn't go over budget which is great but we still kind of ended up on the same budget okay yeah it's funny how that happens isn't it yeah (laughs) when you've got more money to spend you're like yes I will add those cocktails and yes I will have those oysters 
just kind of find the extra little bits. Um, so tell me though, because I've got a big thing with sleeves on a wedding dress and a big thing with yours, because I think that the fabric is just the most amazing, unique. It, it was just beautiful. Tell us about your dress process, because this can make or break the experience for a lot of brides. So tell me, how did you find it? Did you design it? It's it's just magic. So I actually had never pictured myself in a wedding dress. And um, I am a big Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds fan. They're a band. Yes. I love Nick Cave. I went and saw one of his movies at the cinema um, one more time with feeling. And they were showing his wife, who's a designer, and she has a brand called The Vampire's Wife. And she was showing some of her dresses. And I was just like, wow, these dresses are so whimsical and beautiful and elegant. And then when Rory proposed, it was like, it just like came into my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wear one of her dresses. So I like remembered one that I had previously looked at and I literally like that day just bought it. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I hadn't tried on any dresses. I just knew this was the dress I wanted to get married in. Oh my goodness. And is it got a, has it got like a, almost like a, a, a gray bluey, is that the photos or does it have like a, a tech, a color to it? Yes. So it's like a gray silvery color. It's really interesting. It looks almost like gray, but like in person, it's very like silver. It's very sparkly to the eye, which I really loved. And the fabric's so delicate and light. And I just knew I'd be able to move in it well. I wouldn't get hot. I'd be able to dance. And I just really wanted to have a fun wedding. And I just liked the way the dress made me feel. So I was like, this is my dress. It's incredible. So the vampire's wife, where are they stocked? Did you have to get this from overseas? Like, did you get it shipped to you? Yeah, they're stocked in the UK. Did you have any issues when you got it shipped? No, I had no issues when I got it shipped. It arrived. I was actually pregnant when it arrived and I had, I was early pregnant. So I tried it on straight away and I just loved it. It was perfect. My sisters were like, this is your wedding dress. They weren't too sure about it. And I was like, yes, I love it. Nobody say anything like this is my dress. Yes. Don't try and change my mind. Yeah. But when they saw everything come together, they were just like, it's perfect. It's so you. That's actually something that I got from all my guests and my friends. They said that dress was so you. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's funny, you know, you hear of so many people who don't go shopping with anyone anymore you know 10 years ago when I got married it was like you've got to take your mom and your mother-in-law and then another day you take all your girls or your bridal party and I the very first appointment I went to I went with nobody and 10 years ago that was like a huge trend buck and a real not an insult but people were like oh why would you do that but now it's this common thing because Brides are like, no, I I want to be able to go into it with, you know, my opinion being the final opinion and me feeling comfortable from the very outset, not thinking I'm comfortable because people say I look amazing, but I'm not actually that good. Like I don't feel that good. 
Yeah, I literally felt like a princess. And there was so much sentimental meaning to the dress as well, especially the fact that the designer is the wife of one of my favorite musicians. Rory and I had have seen Nick Cave live multiple times. We um I actually gave birth to my daughter to one of his albums. That was my birthing playlist. Oh, was it? And we danced our first dance to his music as well. So it was just like a really surreal moment. It was really magical. Yeah, it was meant to be, obviously. And really you, that's, you know, just going back to making sure your wedding's, you know, all about you guys. Okay, so so what the dress is just beautiful. And I think, you know, just really subtle, unique elements make it so special. Um, tell us about your wedding day though. So you had 26 guests at the end of the day. Tell us about how it all started. Did you stay on site? Replay your day. Yeah, so the Barrow Estate has a little cottage on site. It's so beautiful. I just remember waking up and feeling so calm. There was this beautiful sunrise. I was having my coffee. I had my sisters and my mum and we had our kids stay at the cottage. It sleeps like 10 people. And um, yeah, we just got up. My sister did this big breakfast spread for everyone. And then the um, supplies started arriving. So um, our hair, makeup, they arrived on site. And it was just a really relaxed morning. We all just slowly got ready. We were laughing. I was I was way more relaxed than I thought I would be, but I was also really excited. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, once I had my dress on, I was starting to get like emotional. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Yeah. yeah it was such a chill morning. I really like the fact that we could stay on site and just like do things at our own pace. And then at 2 p.m., that's when the ceremony was starting. So we just had a little buggy come pick us up. And then we went to the ceremony, which was just around the corner. And yeah, the wedding started. Oh my gosh. So it was really smooth. Did you have to get up early for hair and makeup or anything like that? Or was... I did, but I was actually already awake because I already get up early with Aurora. So Exactly. See mum things. Yeah. And my sisters are mums too. So we're all used to getting up early. So everyone was up early anyway. And yeah, there was a big breakfast spread that my sister Tammy did. She's amazing at doing stuff like that. She loves putting together like meals and cooking and stuff so it was just really nice to have my whole like my mom and my sisters there with me I was really lucky that I'm lucky that I have four sisters who are all my best friends so they were my bridesmaids and yeah it was just really exciting to have them all there with me and them being excited as well yeah oh absolutely and I don't like there's no this, a sister's bond is is pretty special. So to be able to have them with you with all the border shuts for COVID too must have been such a relief. Yeah, I was so lucky. I Throughout COVID, I was just so happy that my whole family was in the same state and we could all still be together. We were just so fortunate. That's incredible. So your day at the Bower Estate, it was, it's obviously, you know, a really picturesque venue, but you want to be able to utilize then the outside. So whereabouts was your ceremony and did you have any weather issues or did it all just kind of, the day just kind of happen? In the lead up, the weather was saying that it was going to storm on my wedding day, like up until the night before. I was so scared. It is honestly like the weather gods just were like, it's Amy's wedding. 
hold off. Oh, and so beautiful. The weather was perfect on the morning. And then getting into the evening, I was kind of starting to get scared, but it just held off for us. It was amazing. I had my wedding outdoors. We did have a backup plan. The Barra State does a backup um, undercover plan, which is still really beautiful. But I really wanted to have my ceremony under this really big, beautiful fig tree with yeah. like fairy lights all up it. And um, that was my dream. So I was like, hold off weather, please. Yeah. And it did. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know what though? Sometimes when you manifest it, it's meant to be, isn't it? Yeah. Tell the world that no, this will not happen on my wedding day. And it just somehow miraculously does not. I think, yeah, I think, and the more you believe in it, I don't know, maybe it's because I believe in it, but I never doubt it. I'm like, it rains. You might, yeah, you must have manifested this sunshine. (laughs) And so your reception, did you dine under the stars as well? So for the reception, we actually had a clear marquee and it actually, just as we moved into the marquee, it had all these beautiful fairy lights in it. That's when it started to rain. It was like the timing. Yeah, it was so crazy. But when it was raining and we were in this clear marquee and like the music was playing and everyone's having a good time, it it was actually, it made it more romantic. It was really beautiful and it only rained for like an hour and then, um, a rainbow came out and it cleared up again. It was so beautiful. It was like perfect timing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and how magic to be able to kind of listen to that and see the rainbow and everything on your wedding day. Like that's that's pretty special. Kind of adds to that ambience, doesn't it? Yeah, it was actually perfect. And um, the views just looked amazing. Even when it was raining, it was like all misty outside. It was just really magical. Oh, wow. It does. It sounds it. It sounds it. I'm like, we're getting so excited to actually get so many people married this coming summer. It makes you excited to celebrate again. Yeah. yeah. Hearing these kind of stories, I think everyone's just had such a wild two years. You know, it's, it's nice to hear good news stories where there's lots of love and heaps of celebration. So other than a little bit of rain... Was there any disasters that happened along the way? Um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even say they were disasters. There were a couple of hiccups. I had to change my celebrant pretty like um, close to the wedding because of the borders okay. and it was just over the border. Um, oh. And then I also had to, my videographer was stuck in Melbourne so I also had to change my videographer. It was just a lot of like kind of having things up in the air right until the day. Also, my bridesmaids' dresses, I changed them pretty much like the week before the wedding as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, nothing like a last minute hustle. Yeah. So no regrets, really. No disasters. Is there anything within the process? I mean, gosh, I mean, it sounds really smooth and, you know, Definitely thanks to a really organized venue manager, but also I, th- I think it's got a lot to do with your outlook on how you want the process to be and how you approach the whole situation. But is there anything you would have done differently if you had your time again? Um, I honestly don't think so. I had 
such a smooth process, even though things, I do think it was my outlook. I didn't take it too seriously and I did have really great suppliers. So um, I just kind of like let them handle everything. And I was kind of like, okay, if we have to change the numbers, we'll change the numbers. If we have to do this, we'll do this. Um, I stayed true to exactly what I wanted. I really wanted something intimate and just, I wanted to go off what, it would make me feel on the day. So if something wasn't like, if it didn't feel right, then I was like, okay, no, we're not doing that. So I really just went with how I felt. And on the day, it honestly just came together perfectly. I was so lucky. Well, I mean, I think that's probably the best piece of advice that you can give couples. It's, you know, do it your way and and make sure that, you know, you're approaching it calmly and comfortably because there are things that are out of your control like you mentioned before borders shutting and at the last minute making changes and those kind of things out of your control can really stress people out but it sounds like you just took it all in your stride and you know the day worked out beautifully for you guys yeah and I think even when dealing with different suppliers and people and people's opinions it's important to like not get swept up in the planning process and really stay true to what you want I remember getting a little bit overwhelmed when I was looking at like the flower proposal and in my mind I just knew I was like this isn't right it's not very me because I'm not one to go overboard with big flower arrangements and stuff like that, especially for me in terms of it being one day. I'm like, I'm in this beautiful natural location. Like let's try and use some of those resources. So um, yeah. Whereas my sister, Emily, she's the opposite. She loves flower arrangements. I can just, you know, if every birthday and every event, there's a million flowers everywhere, which is so fine, but that just wasn't me. So just staying true to myself and making sure that when I walked out on the day and saw everything, that it was just really stripped back, but still elegant and very me. Oh, well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the You and Me podcast. It's it's nice to chat when, you know, so close to since you've had your wedding as well. It's kind of like the opening to celebration season again. So thank you for sharing all your wisdom and your wedding day with us. It was um, It was a pleasure to chat. Thank you for having me.